What's doing, Chicotas fam? Our guest on this episode is singer and musician Carlo, aka Carlo World, aka Carlo Lopez. In this episode, we catch up with him and reminisce about the music he created in Sydney prior to being signed to Viva Records and moving to the Philippines. Carlo talks about his experience in the music industry and gives advice about finding your audience. Without further ado, enjoy episode 83 of the Cheat Coders Podcast. Yo, yo, welcome to another episode of the Cheat Coders Podcast. My name is Raf, if you don't know. But now, and I am here with my usual suspects of Don doing stuff. What's doing? And all the way in London, London town is Nathan Blazing. What up, motherfucker? What up, motherfucker? <laughs> this is episode number 83. 8-3. And we're just doing our thing. We're just going to be chilling out because we got a friend here. A day oneer, A day oneer. Day one. Oh. Just one. Day one. Or even minus Work. one, you know what I mean? And <laughs> minus one. He's been there since the since yeah. the day that we um had round circle, the day that oh, we gee. had Dawn in the vest, the day that ah. we had Nats blazing, the or Nats the Panoy rapper, and we just, we're just gonna be straight chilling. We got Carlo World. Yeah. What up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna call you Carlo World throughout the whole podcast, but it's just, just Carlo, you know what I mean? Man, it's so good to see you guys, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's been a long time. The last time I saw you was when I filmed your music video. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was like, uh, I think six, seven years ago. What was the name That's of that? crazy. Clip? I don't know. Ikaw lamang ang pag-ibig ko. Check it out. I wanted him to say it because I knew that neither of us could pronounce that properly. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, shut up. So we got Carlos. So how you been, man, since we last saw you? Man, uh, I've been good. It's been a, an emotional uh, roller coaster. Um, so a lot has happened, and at the same time, I feel like nothing's happened. Bit of both. Mm. <laughs> and it's a good time to just chill out with some mates, some familiar faces, and catch up, and just catch up. You know? Oh what yeah. Mean? Yeah. And I, I guess a bit of context for our listeners out there. Carlo is an amazing singer. He's an artist. Um, you even went to the Philippines to to pursue a career in the Philippines, singing in the Philippines. Um, and like like Nathan was saying, we you know we kind of came up in the same time. You we were making music around the same time mm. um, when I was wearing the vest. Yeah, you, you <laughs> reference to the in the belt. By the end of this podcast, when we finish this podcast, we're gonna have a whole Don outfit <laughs> set and an alien fashion trend. Reference reference <laughs> to the last episode where um uh, Blessy, who I dated, told them that they were. You know, it's because oh, okay. I was wearing a vest, <laughs> and that's what they latched onto. They, yeah. they latched on. We're like the fucking zombies. When we see something to latch onto, we just chase it, uh, and then we grab onto it, and then we have nothing to do with it, and we just we just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> just like keep anyway, going. anyway, enough about my vest. We need to talk <laughs> about Carlo. Well, you should bring yeah. it, uh, bring it to one of your uh, one of the recordings and just wear it. Hey, I remember. Just hey, Carlo, you you were a vest guy back in the day too, bro. Ooh, uh, yeah. You we didn't got have the vest, bro. You were the best guy in the world. I got the best. Yeah, yeah, you were a best guy. Shit, <laughs> sandwich about his best bros. Best I, was a, best. I was an anything guy. Can I? Can I just say, uh, maybe we're best friends. <laughs> best <laughs> friends. Shit. All right. Wow. All right. To all the listeners, I had to get in there before Raf did. To all the listeners out there, it's all downhill from here, man. <laughs> We've got the beers happening. 
we're oh, getting the puns man. happening. If you if you ain't into this shit, then turn it off now. But oh, <laughs> if you are into this to- all the shit talking that we do, then this is the episode for you because I know Carlo t- Carlo as a shit talker as well. I know oh. you as one of like back <laughs> in the day. I don't know how you changed throughout there, but like I remember that you were a shit talker. I mean, you were you were like one of the wild dudes, man. Like for real. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the the history that you guys have. So I know that you guys have had. Uh, I know I know for Carlo and I. We used to be rivals. <laughs> we used oh, to be rivals. The Don is next. The next two. Man, um, yeah, as much as you say rivals, I, I guess you could say at the time it was kind of like that, but that's what I always used to hate about competitions. And I still, to this yeah. day, the whole idea of being rivals with someone else. I guess it was something that was uh, on my end. I always kind of felt sensitive going into these things. Yeah. That I didn't want to. I never really wanted to go into these competitions, like to be honest, um, to have rivals. Mm. And I just, I wish it was more of a a friendly scene, which is what I love about the the network that we kind of built over time. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean by rivals because <laughs> it, it. I felt the vibe from yeah. that, but otherwise, that was the one thing I really didn't like about competitions. I, I was the same, man. I was the same. Like <coughs> it was always like you're pitted up against everyone else and mm. it's you versus everyone else. Yeah. And and, and, I, and I, I say that in jest. I'm only joking around. Like, we, <laughs> we, we, we literally had to compete against each other. Mm. But, like, it, it was it was sometimes, like, you and I would sing different genres. Mm. Like, Carlo has an amazing voice for power ballads mm. and I don't yes. have that, that power ballad voice. I've got, like, you know, the 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 soul kind of voice mm. um and the, 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 the different genres you mm. know what i mean yeah and and when you're trying to put people in different genres in a competition mm. it, it's how it's does it work exactly. how do you judge it yeah how do you judge <laughs> it it's, it's really hard to be in that yeah, kind of atmosphere because it makes you feel like oh maybe i'm not really good mm. maybe as an artist maybe i i don't know from i don't know if it was a, the same for you carlo but like for me, I was like, maybe I'm not really good because I can't sing. Yeah. I can't belt out Richard Marks. I can't <laughs> belt out. Yeah, like, you I, know, did, I did feel the same way. Yeah. It's like, well, what, what am I doing wrong? And it's a, so it's a wrong, I mean, like it has its, its uh, pros and cons like, yeah. in any, like anything. Like the competition at least helps you to drive to try and be better. Mm. But it's in the way, the way that you're trying to be better is to try and be better someone, than someone else rather than being the best version or the better version of your own self. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's competition is great to be able to compete against yourself, yeah. to always try and get your personal bests. Um, when you're going up against each other, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, ideally you'd want it to be like a friendly competition, mm. but it hardly ever feel, felt like that. Yeah, yeah. It, really, it really didn't. And for, for the record... Carlo is a much better singer than I am. <laughs> no, 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 you can't. Like, <laughs> you're an awesome singer. I would like, to, to be fair as well, like, um, I've always been jealous of guys that sing R&B and being able to do your major, like your scales and you be, you're an amazing guitarist as well, composer you, and everything. So, I mean, like, it's, it's yeah, just it one is, of those things it's where different. It's just, yeah. we can, I'd, I'd prefer to, uh, for me, I just want to be able to admire people for their what their talents are, for yeah. their beauties and things like that. And I think I appreciate you <laughs> saying that about me too, because I really appreciate your uh, everyone here actually, because we've been we've this gone. Is, 
This is just about Carlo and I. Sorry about you. Maybe this is all the asks and that's been going on. This is like our um how many years? Twenty no. 15 years. <laughs> yeah, it's been so long. It's been, like, yeah, like 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. And I know for you guys, when was the last time that you guys saw each other? Like Raf and Dude. Nathan and Carlo. <sighs> Carlo, I oh. feel like the last time interaction, it may have been just a club, but I remember your, f I still remember your actual farewell in your house. And you got oh, me yeah. and Kid Boom to perform. Well, like, that was it was, a, it was a, like a mini concert. So we, we rocked the set for you guys, a last minute thing. But that's my last vivid actual like we're here to hang out not just i'm pretty sure like sometime you visited in in sydney we may have met in passing or i just can't remember when but that was my last real vivid memory of like my god carlo's leaving and i can't even remember how long ago that was that was probably like what was that like almost 10 years ago is that uh, too long almost no, can't be can't be 10 years ago about eight uh, seven Five? to eight seven S to eight seven, like eight, really eight, long eight long time ago that's what I remember, bro. Anyway, yeah, bro, that that club club farewell days. party, like <laughs> your concert, that was probably the most lit concert. I was like, uh, it was inside his house in his sunroom or something like that. That's amazing. And I'm just like, full, that's amazing. A full band, everyone's bro. into it. it. Full fucking <laughs> like, band. Yeah, well, it, was it was awesome. Good. That was like, uh, despite my journey as well, that still is. Like just the actual farewell itself was one of the highlights so far in just my personal um, journey. Yeah, mm. just because the vibe was amazing, um, mm -hmm. for being around friends and family, but just just a bit the vibe of that performance in particular. Mm. Um, yeah, I could really feel everyone, and I think that um, I don't know if you guys c if, uh, agree with me in when you're performing mm. and that kind of it's it's the that connection that you feel with your audience. Yeah. It's is amazing. why yeah. a part of the reason why you do it mm. and that's what really gets yeah. me too and it was just like a Great. real connection of like seeing mm. people that i love in my life and that just yeah it's good like it was I the like overall over like the accumulation of the support that you've had on your musical yeah journey. yeah the support yeah. was there with the fans the support crazy. was there with the skinny jeans that you were wearing i remember <laughs> how those, were, those how were actually tight, tight. <laughs> they were, oh they're tight shit i remember how, i remember that was my first impression i was like this guy's a showman he's wearing fucking tights this guy's a showman you were like he's standing on your um, your keyboard chair like oh it was like yeah. it was a crazy performance man it i was is. like fuck bro like, respect to how you like show your showmanship and how you, you are a performer like natural dedicated performer. to your craft man oh, you're yeah. you're a natural man <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we can all yeah. agree 100 percent. fuck so back in the days long. you had a, you had this you had a song with um nathan blazing back then called aka nats blazing nats blazing i don't know why i changed the name but that's another topic it's Nathan. but it's another you topic. Had a song called, <laughs> you had a song called Club O'Clock. Yes. So how did that song come about? And like, tell us this, the journey of the and the process of you making that song. We'll put the link down below of the song, of the song where, if it's out there. Yeah, if I can find it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's on MySpace somewhere or something. MySpace, shit. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's some, uh, that was... Well, I got to start somewhat in the beginning. Uh, Nats and I met in JMC bro. Academy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah man. And Audio engineering, man. bro. 
to be really honest, if it wasn't for Nats, I don't know if I would have started recording my own stuff before. Yeah. Nats was actually the one that introduced Damn. me to hey. recording stuff. Um, did, he get, did, he get, did he get some commission for the, um, <laughs> getting signed? Club o'clock. Who do you think I am, Raph? <laughs> yo, 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 I'm pretty sure there's like a bootleg copy of it being sold in some Filipino store right now. <laughs> in the Philippines. I took all the royalties, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it went. <laughs> oh. no, but yeah, yeah, man, like it was through Nats that I actually started recording. And that's why the first song I ever properly originally composed and recorded was actually Club O'Clock. Yeah, and that was in Nats. Nice. Um, was, that, was that at my place or? Dude, I, you know what? It's just come back to me. I remember the recording session because I think it was after like college. We went to yours and I decided to crash because I had my stuff. Yeah. We had a couple beers, one too many. And at 3 a.m. <laughs> we're just jamming. And your dad actually came in and was like, Oi, boys, uh, it's a bit loud, huh? Where <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you know what time it is, right? <laughs> you know what time it is? It's 12 o'clock. It's 12 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> that's right. On a weekday, bro. On a fucking oh, weekday, man. man. So that's how oh, it came. Man. I'm pretty sure that was the session for Club O'Clock. Because I do remember. Yeah. Um, it was just a spontaneous thing. You needed a yeah. rap first. And I was like, fuck, let's do it. And then we had a track. And mm. we had a few good runs on that one, man. I, I remember performing it a few times, different, mm. like some events, some some clubs, I think. Well, it, uh, it, it would, it I would still be remember the verse of his club. You going into it? I can't remember the verse, dude. Sick kid on the mic, too tight. When I rhyme two lines hey. every time, let me take a oh, breath. Hey. <laughs> 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 I want to find this. Oh. I want to find this track so bad now. You, have to find, you need to find the track. I say something about uh, chicken in a two piece. Like yes. Like line or something. It was yeah, so man. corny, bro. But uh, it was hot back then. It was cool, <laughs> bro. That was yeah. fire, bro. Man. But yeah, I got to thank you for that. Um, that's... You got me actually in, onto the path of actually recording. And despite us going to JMC Academy for uh, audio engineering, the most thing I got out of it was um, a good friend like you, Nats, and also oh, yeah. being able to do my uh, recordings or hey, start my yeah. journey as an artist, basically. Yeah, Absolutely. Now, likewise, bro. I don't think I learned anything at college. We just <laughs> fucked around. <laughs> <laughs> I copied his notes, man. <laughs> likewise, dude. Like, but that, oh, that, that, amazing. that EP was like, I don't know. The the cover was raunchy. The tracks Obsessed were raunchy. You were like Trey, you're yeah. like Trey songs before Trey songs. <laughs> you're like the Asian Trey songs, Trey sung or some shit. <laughs> Trey <But> like, <laughs> you 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 had that. I don't know. You're like one of the first artists because um we, we all got got up together in yeah. terms of music. You were one of the first artists that actually got to that that sexy raunchy yeah, route yeah, you had like yeah. moaning noises in your tracks <laughs> i was like this guy's on another level i was like what's going on and then five years later you see everyone else doing it it's on the radio i was like yeah. this guy was ahead of his time man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. i mean i think i was just at the time i was heavily influenced by um neptunes mm. and timberland at the time but mm. like it was really my way again going back to nats and i's um relationship is uh, me trying to fit in with you guys, really. <laughs> like, I loved hip-hop. And then, as Don mentioned earlier, prior to that, we were doing competitions, and I was known as the ballad guy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm. Trying to do... the Being a ballad guy, going into hip-hop, is like, oh, how do I even do this? How do you mm. find it, yeah. And then, uh, so I kind of... That was my background, and um, going into trying to make an original song yeah. uh, with a rapper 
which I, and I, oops, I love hip hop and everything mm. like that. Um, it was just like, wow, this is, I, I loved the whole process. Yeah. And I was just trying to also fit <coughs> in. So, yeah, yeah kind of came out with like that. Was that <laughs> like, was that experimental for you? Was that like just trying to find just like, I'm just going to do whatever feels the best, whatever feels right? Was yeah, it, yeah. That, was that, what was that process oh, like? Oh, so you're you? trying to find yourself as an artist, or like what type of Back music then, you want to yeah. do? Yeah, I, and I, I still am. Yeah. Mm. But, um, like, that, that, yeah, the process is just that, uh, wait. <laughs> Maybe one too many beers, man. You've had one. It's only one. On his six. This is the old color world uh, going oh in. Man. <laughs> uh, uh, That's so good. Yeah, so uh, going back to the question, the, the album or the set of songs that I was writing at the time was just like whatever was coming out. Like, mm. there was no process of me selecting the best songs that i have it ever written because mm. those were the pretty much the only songs i had ever written <laughs> yeah you know like um so i had i've written stuff on um on paper and stuff before but those are really the only times i had ever finished a whole product and those were the songs that were there yes yeah. so, and how did um, it feel, feel like, like finishing a product like finishing a mixtape or like completing something how did it feel did it feel like a sense of uh, accomplishment or oh. did you want want to do it more like how did you feel yeah definitely so back in the day um i don't uh when i did the obsessed album mm. i had to press all my cds so i had to invest oh, uh, I bought the invest. CDs, had to invest guys found a designer <laughs> um had you guys to collaborate and things like that um and produced the whole album myself and then organized the actual um, album launch uh, I didn't yeah. know what I was doing <laughs> yeah. I really didn't know what I was doing and um, it looked like he did know though <laughs> so you're doing yeah. it no, hey, no. Kay, can we can we make it clear back then none of us actually did that I, f I feel like you're probably one of the first if not the first at least in our immediate circle to actually do something like press an original because all of us was just we're rappers we were just jacking beats and stealing shit where you like had an actual <laughs> product that you could call your own like fuck this is my cover these are my <laughs> words and these are my beats yeah mm. and you fucking like you did that unknowingly you kind of just like like you said you saying yourself i don't know what i was doing i was going with it as to mm. everyone else outside we're like fuck this guy knows what he's doing we should like this is like a blueprint an og blueprint from our era type thing mm. And that's amazing. I think you deserve props for that shit, dude. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. And funnily enough, I was inspired, again, as I said earlier, I was inspired by you guys because you guys were already recording things at the time, releasing yeah. your um, demos or your EPs or mixtapes, sorry, mixtapes and things like that. Mm. Uh, and your tracks on things like um, SoundClick um, and MySpace and things like that. <laughs> yeah. So I was really inspired Shout by outs. you guys to actually yeah. start up. Hey, Nats has started. I think Nats... <laughs> didn't know how much he would influence when he created Wearing Circle. So I want to give props to Nats. Like, he hey, can so we much um, influence that he can we get it? <laughs> He's wearing the fucking shirt right now. Wearing Circle. Oh, gee. For all of the. Hey, Carlo. Yeah. Can we, like, is there, like, a story? Because, like, um, I think I owe a few people shirts. I know Lukman's still, like, chasing me up. How did you get the shirt? Because I know, like, people are chasing me, like, debt collectors. Like, I never got my shirt. I'm like, my oh. bad. The, the era is over. Hold on, hold Was on. Was that Nate. from a concert? Uh, to be honest, I, I, don't, I don't even remember <laughs> how it landed in my, in my, uh, um, in my, um, I'm trying to remember closet, where it's from. He stole it, he stole it. 
Um, hey, hey just, just, just to, just to interrupt real quick. Nathan, do you want to um, give a bit of context for what Round Circle is? Oh, yeah, yeah. For, for yeah, the, all yeah, the listeners really. out there? Well, if you want, like, the for OG story. For the OG, for the OG cheat coders, we've made, a, we made, a, we made a story up where Round Circle began, but that's for the OG cheat coders. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the real story of Round Circle? The real story. If you, if you want the legit real story, there's been, like, many iterations and phases of Round Circle. But this literally goes back to high school in 2003 or 2002. When I first started rapping, I just wanted to put my music alongside a brand. So I started Round Circle with two other mates. No one knows about them because um, it was just in my high school. And um, obviously that when I kept going, I had my first 2.0 phase, which was the original like LJ and um, just some old time mates um, as well. The 2.0 round circle that everyone knows, which is kind of like phased out now, but that that was the like LOC, RAF, Lookman, crazy one. And everyone affiliated. Like we can pretty much say Carlo, Don. Nah, Don was a rival actually. Sorry, Don, you went to that. I know, <laughs> I, know you to, I know you wanted to be, but I was like, I don't like him. I was like, I don't really like this Don guy. He's a, he's a competitor. I'm not letting I him wanna, so anyway. I want to I cut you off for a second. Like Nats, okay, like, right. Nats, Nats was a fucking mob boss type of guy that everyone wanted to be in this crew literally like you mentioned that you've mentioned, yeah, it. I've, I've mentioned i had it. to get yeah, a yeah. fucking camera become a videographer <laughs> to be in the fucking I'm sorry, crew I'm sorry, I'm sorry. so basically <laughs> and um but that's that's what's funny with because like he's he'd be like oh you're not part of the crew you're not part of round circle but but you could be part of the round circle family which is kind of insane <laughs> just, just to make it clear <laughs> if it wasn't clear in the first place <laughs> just to make sure that you know he's letting you down slowly like easily like you're part of the crew <laughs> you know the circle around you. round circle you're oh, part of that oh my god i'm not even so kidding you like i had this and like you're probably right i had a bit of a mob boss mentality and literally <laughs> i think i watched way too many gangster flicks so basically oh. the people that were part of the round circle crew were like made men like all right you're in the fit <laughs> you're in the circle now and then you got the people in the outside that were still like trying to earn their stripes and then like um but basically even the the, the group name round circle i don't it was inspired by like an asian gang from sydney called big circle and i was just making fun of it it's like well we're round circle and that's how the name oh came God, about I, I didn't talk about it back then because then it's like you're dealing with actual gangs i don't want to get like beef from an actual gang so um, shout outs yeah <laughs> shout outs to big circle so, <laughs> shout out shout out <laughs> so, uh, shout to out. summarize to summarize round circle was the crew or was the group that that nathan started back in the As day of artists of rappers of videographers <laughs> of the you know family of videographers <laughs> the family it was a, and silly me i'm like yes i made it in <laughs> <laughs> but really, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Well, to be fair, I, I'm, I wasn't every, I wasn't really officially part of uh, Round yeah. Circle either. You're part uh, of the family, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was part of the family. I, that's why I'm wearing the shirt. I'm like, <laughs> I have to wear this shirt to make it look like I'm part of the. <laughs> <laughs> every time you see Nathan, you're just like, "Hey, man, I'm wearing this shirt." Re remember me? Um, <laughs> I'm in Round that's Circle, cool, anyway. That's cool. <laughs> And that's was full. That was full into the brand that he actually uh. it turned into his uniform. Every time you saw him for like three years straight, mm. he, he yeah. was wearing the same all shirt, was the shirt. <laughs> all, <laughs> all day, the time. Day. I was living and breathing round circle. The same way Raf 
lives and breathes cheat coders. Well, all of us do. We need shirts, man. <laughs> we need to bring back. Really? Yeah. Really yeah. shirts, man. <laughs> I'd wear that back. shit all the time. <laughs> we need that energy, man. <laughs> That's oh, hilarious. Man. Yeah, oh, I'd, I'd buy your cheat cutters shirt. Hell yeah. Hey, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. 10 years yeah. time, you come to like the next <laughs> next venture that we have and you'll be wearing the cheat cutters shirt. Cheat cutters VR. Cheat cutters family. Cheat cutters family. And I just want to shout out to the shirt that I'm wearing. Part yeah. of the yes. cheat cutters family is the Young Achievers. <laughs> you can find their stuff at Young Achievers Forever and they're getting some new styles happening. I really like their... I saw this... Yeah, so um, to the Young Achievers, I saw this orange jumper with mm. the blue blue logo hey. bro that's that, that that's our you brand you just like it because your favorite color is orange <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, <laughs> so. we, we were talking about brands and stuff so we we're talking about round circle we're talking about um you know uh cheat coders but you Oops. built a brand of yourself called carlo world do you want to talk about your that carlo <laughs> world brand <laughs> let yeah. me get let me guess is it is it because you're talking to the ladies saying that you're like you're like an amusement park and there's a lot of rides <laughs> Going on in Carlo world. <laughs> I was like, it is now. You want to come right into my world? Or That's no. it, right into your world. Or <laughs> I think it, it sounded better when you were saying it, bro. <laughs> so well, maybe it was showing that you're weaking. <laughs> like, oh, yes. <laughs> so how did Carlo world came about? When did the <coughs> when did you have that epiphany where it's like Carlo world is the one? <laughs> it's it's um similar to like uh, I guess a round circle naming thing where I was uh, looking for something to put, uh, basically any type of artist name. And at the time I was actually um, getting a mate to make my website. Mm. And I'm like, ah, oh, I need to look up website, uh, other people, <laughs> artists and what are they doing? Cause right back then I was just heavily influenced by whatever was out there. Um, and that's what I, that's basically who I was. It wasn't me, it was just like, the, it was just the influence, uh, everybody, mm. everyone else's influence collaborated into me. Um, so yeah, I was, I was trying to get a website done and I was looking at around artists. I'm like, oh, oh usherworld.com. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> that makes sense. I was a mad usher fan. I was on that site like literally every single week. <laughs> and now it hit me. <laughs> wow. I'm like, oh, my name's Carlo. Carlo World. <laughs> Carlo World. <laughs> Shout outs to Asha. I like it. Oh, I man. like it. I like it a lot. Oh, so, so that, that's it. a very simplified version. Um, <laughs> I just went with it, really. I, I like I like what you're saying about um, just drawing from your inspirations. You were talking about being heavily influenced by Pharrell, the Neptunes, Timbaland, Asha, and you were just taking that and and you know trying to. Um, Take it in yourself and then, like, uh, what's the word for it? Just then use it for your art. Then use it as inspiration and for your art. I really like what you were doing with that. Man. Oh, thank you, man. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Um, that's 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 really cool, though. <laughs> Carlo World, Ash from Usher World. <laughs> didn't even hit me. I was yeah. like, I'm a mad Usher fan. I was like, now it hits <laughs> me. Like, Usher World, yeah, I could do that. Carlo World. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Nats had some gang <laughs> and you had Usher. I think you're, you're on the good side. You can tell, <laughs> you can tell like, where I was being influenced and where Nats was being influenced. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Cheat Coders Podcast. Our guest on this episode is singer and musician Carlo. So, Carlo, I want to get into you doing getting that call that's that tells you that you've got signed oh yes i want to i need you to talk about this because you're one of the first (laughs) dudes that moves 
that left at a, such a young age as well. And I think that story is like kind of a bit untold. Well, especially for us here, we were like cheering you on from a distance type thing. Mm. But it's different when you're actually there, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was that that time for me and part, part of my personal journey was an amazing time for me because I was going through a lot of inner work. Mm. Um, so I was going through a lot of spiritual work in my on my spiritual inner work um, at the time. I'm um, like... Uh, in my head, I'm like, I either do music or I do nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had that wow, conviction yeah. at the time, and I'm like, that's it. I'm just gonna quit everything and just hey. do music. Respect. That's and amazing. So that is at amazing. that time, uh, that's what I did. I quit, and I'm like, okay, now how do I make money? <laughs> and then mm. so that's where I started. Uh, at the, uh, I was busking at Central. Uh, I gradually Crazy. picked up gigs as uh, with my bands, but I also was doing um, children's shows as well. Yeah. So, so I was doing. Just like performing, not doing the not, not doing the obsessed stuff, right? Just to be clear. Hey kids, it's oh. club o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Oh man! Uh, if they only knew that that I don't know if they would have let me do that. <laughs> like be, but I was a child doing some bit of children's performance. I was um pirate gruff so i was a pirate anyway nice <laughs> um that's dope yeah so i start starting to build momentum just as a performer and really just being in the flow mm. um and being in my element like i felt like things were just working mm. um as, as soon as i had made that decision at the time yeah. i wasn't away. really expecting anything um at the time as well, I never really thought I'd go to the Philippines too. Yeah, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to the Philippines. No, nah, never. Just, I just want to do it here. But then when I made that decision to just want to do music full time, I'm like, well, let's see what it brings me. Like, I, I don't mind. I'm not going to close that off anymore. Yeah. Um, yes. And then, finally enough, it just came out of nowhere. Um, Tito Madonna. Uh, you, you know Tito Madonna? Vague. The, the name vaguely rings a bell. Uh, so Tito Madonna, she is <laughs> a, a performer. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Madonna's like a trigger word for me. OG cheat code is now. Are you, are you feeling triggered? Don't worry, Just keep going, keep going. So anyway, she was a performer, doing a lot of Filipino gigs and things like that. She also did... She also used to um, sell a lot of tickets for these concerts, Filipino mm. concerts and things like that. Um, cut a long story short, randomly, she just goes to me, oh, do you want to send your CD or send your music over to uh, Tita Polita? Uh, Tita Polita is uh, Polita Corrales, so she's a legend uh, over in the Philippines. Shout out. Um, Shout out. And I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. Like, I'm just like... <laughs> Legend, yep. I, yeah, no, no, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know who she... Like, um, sorry, Tita, uh, if you ever listen... If you ever hear... If you do hear this... Um, I didn't know who... I didn't know Tita Polita. I didn't know Polita Corrales at the time. Right. And tit, um, Ch Tita Madonna saying to me, do you want to show your music to her? I'm like, yeah, what, what, yeah, might as well. Because I didn't... As, as, as I said, I was just going with the flow and I just want to do music. Yeah. Um, what song did you show? I, what did I show? I think Obsessed. I was, was partly part of some of my <laughs> YouTube stuff that I was actually active at the time. So I think I had an uh, an acoustic version of Always of Bon Jovi okay, Always yeah, in yeah. there already. Yeah. Oh, nice. um, that went off in your some, party too. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. The Feral party that went off. Bon Jovi <laughs> stuff. I was like, wow. DJs. I felt so white. <laughs> 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 Living on a prayer. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah oh, that was awesome. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's just like that kind of stuff. Uh, it was just more ballad-ish stuff. I, did, I think I had moves that 
might have had moves like Jagger or something, something up tempo or mm. Usher in there, but mm. pop music and mm. ballads mixed into there and stuff that I'd already recorded. Um, yeah, and then I just sent it out, and not really thinking any, anything That's of it. Crazy. Just kept doing my thing. Within a week, she's causing t- she's uh, Tita Madonna calls me back and she's like, "Oh, Tita Polita said um, if you could fly over to the Philippines so that you can audition for Viva Records." Hey. I'm like, "Oh, Damn. wow, uh, uh, okay." <laughs> yeah. You know, like it was just out of nowhere, mm. um, and so I said, "Yeah, I, of course, I'll do it." And um, we, I go fly over to the Philippines with my dad. Uh, going to Viva Records and for those that uh, don't know about Viva Records Viva Records is a major label one of the biggest labels in the Philippines it's the Def Jam Um, of the Philippines the Def Jam of the Philippines (laughs) yeah I I didn't know that either at the time I'm like well just going to this this (laughs) for context how how old were you roughly at this time how old was I mid 20s yeah early mid 20s Mid twenties, eh? Shit, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I think it's like. That's I awesome. I don't know how old am I. Yeah, that's I think insane. it's yeah. Man, and and but. and also for context <coughs> as well, Viva Records. Um, Sarah Geronimo is. Yeah, Sarah Geronimo. Sarah Geronimo. Uh, sorry if I butchered is the name. Is she in that? That's right. She's uh, in Viva Records and um. Oh, and Curtis. God. Yeah, so a bunch of like all of all of the famous. Uh, Vice Ganda. Uh, big time. Yeah. Mm. So how about a big um, deal. James Reed? Um, foolish Heart, old mate. Is she from there? <laughs> oh, yes, the yes. I met her as well. <laughs> Did she complain about um, yeah. the Foolish Heart track? Uh, uh, I never really got to... I wanted to tell her about it, but it was like... It was I don't think Nina. she got think, it. Yeah, Nina. Yeah. She it's was... Uh, I think it was backstage, and she was doing her own thing so i didn't really get to have a chance to talk to her about it but i really wanted to just say hey my mate did the your track <laughs> and <laughs> we funny she'd be like i know hey, my i know <laughs> my friend stole your track <laughs> and uh, uh you, you, oh you and other people bootlegged it and then they're selling it for like you know 100 pesos yeah, i'm pretty sure she would have she would have known like it, it, oh, hell yeah it was a big she track. definitely would have known a little it side story um i called nats one day in the philip from the philippines i was getting my hair cut <laughs> and they were yes. playing fully shy I remember that. Hey. I remember his, that version. his version. Oh, his version. Shit. I remember that. I remember that call. I'm like, Matt, listen to what they were playing. That's crazy. That's crazy. Sorry, you were, sorry, sorry. Let's let's get <laughs> back sorry, on track. You were talking about you, you flew to the Philippines with your dad, and you're at um, Viva Records. At Viva Records. Yeah. Is that when you figured out that this is big? Because when you kept saying that, oh, I didn't, fit, you know, it's 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 what it is. It is what it is. When did you find out that this is actually a big deal? Uh, I think yeah. after I got signed. <laughs> 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 after I got signed. So tell, tell us, like, tell oh, us about whoops, that, that part. So you auditioned at Viva Records. What was that like? You were in front of like a panel or whatever. Oh, was... okay. So that was a bit intimidating. Yeah. Um, at first, you've got uh, Boss Vic. He's the um, owner of uh, Viva Vico, right? Um, so he's at this, um, if you can imagine, just like an executive table. Uh-huh. Um, he's just there. He's like, okay, sing. And he put, they put my backing track. And I'm like, okay. So I what sing. Song? What was the song? Um, oh, man. I'm trying to I imagine probably would have sang. I probably would have sang at least always, and maybe. I think I would have sang Usher at the time. Dude, Usher's a big good. influence, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like DJ got us falling then, in love. That era. <laughs> nice, I think nice. that was one of the songs I sang. Um, I think those two okay, were the songs cool, I sang cool, cool. at the time. Yeah. Uh, just to show a bit of diversity, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like, okay. 
all right and then he calls out other people hey i can't remember their names but he calls it all these other people and they get coming he's like come sit down and they got and then they so, i had to sing the same songs again in front of wow. the rest of the panel oh that's crazy that's and a good like, sign they go to yeah that's a good sign and then um it finished he's like okay and it's like ah oh, where, where's the uh, contract? So someone get the contract. Oh shit! So you got, <laughs> signed, <laughs> you got signed on the spot. <laughs> I didn't. There. I didn't sign on the spot. But you got the contract. But on the spot. I got the contract Man. that on time when I on the day. Wow. Okay. Um, That's insane, dude. So they gave wow. me time to think, to about, think about it. About it. But, How did you um, feel? Oh man, I was stoked. That was like my stoked, at the time it was my dream come true. Really, would have been so much relief just come out. Did you cry? I, I Sorry, I'm just trying to get it. <laughs> trying to get, get there. <laughs> it was, it was. I think it, the, a crying moment for me wasn't getting signed because I think I haven't had my crying moment yet. Okay. Mike, oh. I uh, that's another story. I'll get to that in a second. But that moment when I getting was getting signed at the time, it was a surreal moment uh-huh. mm. where because I got on my door, I got Sony Universal Warner just Fuck. on my um, bedroom door. Um, and I always wanted to just get signed to a big label. Mm. So I thought if I was ever going to get signed, I just want to get signed to those guys. Mm. But then funnily enough, something else just as big in the Philippines, um, comes about and I get signed. I'm like, wow. So that was a very surreal moment for me to actually achieve something that, uh, I've always wanted, like always dreamed about. Yeah. Um, but I think that was a, as a, it was more of a superficial for me knowing it uh, going looking back on it now it was like a more of a su- superficial goal um it didn't really hit hit the deep stuff and that's okay. why it didn't make me cry okay. if that makes sense so it was right. just like we'll make you cry <coughs> sometime yeah. yeah yeah it was it was more like okay this is something that's happened it's not necessarily fulfilling for you to be signed it's yeah it uh yeah, that says, I, that's, that's, that says a lot about you yeah. as a it's, person. It's uh, it was it was like a something to tick off that mm. like I want it's like a bucket mm. list kind of thing. Goals. And like your oh goals, my gosh, yeah. uh, I climbed Mount Everest or something like that. Mm. Yeah, um, that's dope. But um, the a crying moment for, moment for me would be if I was able ever to just perform a live performance and just see a crowd of like hundreds of thousands and be like and have that perform performance also be seen by millions mm. that would be a crying moment and it's as an original soon as I, track if i ever stepped onto a stage mm. and yeah. just saw the audience and then they're all there for like, you they're all for there for me that would be the that would be a crying moment for me it'd be like a farewell party but times a thousand a hundred million. Million. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> even even the the farewell party for mm. me um is would is something that's that's what uh, that's what I do it for mm. uh, That's what I love about it And um, that could have been A crying moment for me If that's where my journey stopped mm. Or that's where I saw My ultimate goal to be mm. um, That could have been A crying moment But like What it is Is just to have that yeah. On a scale um, and On that, a larger scale That'd be crazy I, I don't know if you've ever You guys ever do this But every time I go to a concert I find myself As, I, as I'm watching an artist I go and turn around And I just look at the audience Sometimes and me looking at the audience and pretending that it's me performing, I, I that kind of hits me a little bit. I, it's really a bit. Cool. It's a. Uh, I don't know if it's corny. Is it mm. corny? <laughs> I do that. It's a little bit corny, but I. But I get. I get what you're saying with that. It's it for you. The music isn't about um, the 
the level or, or, or being signed it's it's about the connection that you get the with people it's about the connection mm-hmm. that you build um through your music yes and that, that's that's so much more profound Energy. than just being like yeah i'm gonna be signed and that's like like you said is is just a thing to tick off but for you the music is where you find your passion is the connection mm-hmm. and, and, yeah, and yeah. The, the building those relationships and I, th- mm. I think that's really cool man yeah yeah, I, I might try that next time. Next time I'm at a concert, I'll just turn around and be like, "Just ah, uh, <laughs> yes." Uh. <laughs> you see this guy's like, "What the fuck are you looking at, bro?" Do it, and uh, uh, it's an amazing experience in itself. If I, if I never get to achieve the hundred thousand, I'm just gonna go to someone else's concert and pretend it's so. <laughs> jump up on stage and just be like, "Yo, thank you for coming to my concert." <laughs> yeah, you know? The dream is the dream, man. Keep chasing the yeah, dream. Yeah. My dream is that right now. My dream is to do. Uh, a live podcast and in front of people who dig our stuff and they're just you know vibing with a feeling that vibe it. on the podcast level something that's not really done in australia mm. on our level yeah mm. that, that's one of our dreams awesome. like, we, may need performance. Yeah. we may need performance we may need performance so um yeah so maybe, maybe maybe you can like you know perform at a, a live podcast event oh yeah. that'd be cool yeah. oh. see how is it what i did that's there really i just like that, yeah. asked him Asked him live on the podcast, so he yeah. can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> it's recorded. What my tape was it again? Um, I, got, I think I got something on that. Verbal contract. <laughs> you know, I'm washing my hair that day. I'm washing my hair. I'm washing my hair. <laughs> no, that'd be awesome, and I love you guys as well. So, oh, we love you too, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you have you, you have one too many drinks, haven't you? Uh, <laughs> I don't even finish my first one. I want to. <laughs> I want to. Um, I want to play some music by Carlo. I found here. I, I was trying to find some of the the obsessed stuff, and I remember that that um that album. But I did find says here live, living on a prayer, from your farewell. Oh yeah. Do you want to play that, or is there another a particular thing you want to play? Uh, I'm, I'm on your YouTube right now. That's cool. Uh, I get. I guess it depends on what kind of vibe you're looking for, because. What, what do you th- what do you feel would which be one the did best? you have the tightest pants on <laughs> 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 that would definitely be living on a prayer man <laughs> uh i don't know bro it's, it's just been a, a prayer. i guess you could play living on a prayer but i guess living on a prayer um on the youtube um for me i'm very self-critical about how it, how it went music uh the musicality of it yeah for me so i'm very critical of that but the live performance for when you were there was like it was just amazing like the energy of that that's Mm. what yeah that's why i kind of want to play it because i want to you know try to show that energy and after that we'll play the one where he's in the shower singing okay (laughs) (laughs) you remember that i remember that (laughs) (laughs) all right so this is living on a prayer live from Carlos farewell when it loads <laughs> you see the vibes you can notice the vibes straight away hell yeah so just to describe what's going on Carlo is on the piano <laughs> literally there are, there are like a hundred people in this room all just chanting his name. Bro, I was in awe in that, 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 that concert. I was like, I think, guy. I think the amazing thing about that is like, we were all really just in the moment. Mm. Yeah. Like everyone, that, uh, like my, I was in the moment and the people were in the moment as well. Yeah. You can go. 
Shoutouts to everyone that was in that concert, man. You, yeah, you, you gotta, made it what it was. Exactly. That's true. Man, the energy from like just watching this video <laughs> is amazing. You have a you have a band. You're in front of a grand piano. <laughs> this thing, and everybody's jumping around. Yeah. It, this is lit. It is lit. Here it comes. Shot. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh my goodness. That's insane. Yeah. I'm so G'd. I'm so G'd just watching that right now. That's some crazy stuff, man. <laughs> that is amazing. Alright, so it's just really raw, as you can yeah, like the, for the, the people listening, it might not have sounded amazing. And again, this is me being really self critical of myself and my mu the, the music but it, the whole just being there was so raw and in the moment mm. and that's what really created something beautiful and that's what i really love about music yeah mm. yeah man you, you like raf said it right you are a showman and that he is a showman just this this video just shows that man you could you can build so much energy through with like through through the through your singing and and with the crowd um I'm trying to find this one with the shower. I can't find it. Oh, don't worry. Just let, let the audience find it. And then when they do find it, they know. If you know, you know. It's funny. <laughs> no, you know. It's funny because yeah. I know which one it is. <laughs> it was a Kings of Leon song. Yeah, sure. Sex on Fire. Oh. Hey, <laughs> Sex on Fire. You're just trying to put out the fire in the shower. All right, I get it. Um, <laughs> let, let's, let's spin it back to when you got signed because like you got signed and then that's a, that's a tick on your bucket list. And that's not the end of the journey. The journey continues uh, from there. You can't stop working. You can't be comfortable. This is when actually, when you have to put your, you know, take it to the next level in mm -hmm. your talent, mm -hmm. in your showmanship, in everything, because this is your shot. So throughout that journey, when you were assigned, um, how, how did you grow as a person and what struggles did you go through? Yeah, so it was... Definitely, a ro then that's the roller coaster I'm referring to earlier. That um, there was definitely a lot of highs, and when, uh, during the highs, it was amazing. Mm. Um, we did a more tour, and that these more tours, the the crowds in the Philippines are am like, it's amazing that how much they appreciate music, and me being at these malls and performing to these audiences, they would be screaming and things like that, and mm. that's just kind of vibe, like I said, I was mm. going for, and. Yeah. For, a, for a bit of context for our listeners, um, there are hundreds of malls in the Philippines, so like giant shopping centers, and there are con they they hold concerts, and you know people will spend lots of their time in the malls and the shopping centers, mm, mm. and so they get to see free concerts, yeah, and they absolutely they love it. They they lose their minds over these free concerts, and so you did a, a tour all around Philippines doing like mall tours. Yeah, did a mall tour. It's basically like doing a national tour. Yeah. Um, so instead of you're actually doing going into uh, like um, uh, what do you call it bars or yeah venues. Um, venues sorry, yeah. Instead of actually doing venues, you're actually doing malls. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, as you said, it's just a different culture. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was an amazing experience. I loved every bit of it. Yeah. Being at a table and doing my first like signing of an album oh, that's, surreal, that's surreal it was, dude. that's crazy it was it was crazy and i loved that part loved every bit of that part yeah um i guess what happened then though is that i kind of lost that same conviction that i had going into it 
Um, because as I, uh, b- before actually getting signed, I thought getting signed is the ultimate goal. Mm. And I thought mm-hmm. that was the ultimate goal. So when I finally did get signed, I thought, ah, oh, I've got this amazing mentor. I've got um, a major label in the Philippines. I'm set. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was the wrong mentality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely okay. wrong mentality okay. to go into it. <coughs> because from there, um, I kind of lost myself along the way. So as I said, there were those high, there was a lot of highs in those moments. But then um, there were things like having to change my name, which was at least, um, they were trying to change my surname. Funnily enough, there's a story behind that. And they're trying to change my surname. Um, and I can't remember the the, na- the names that they were trying to give me, but they didn't want me to have a difficult surname. I'm like thinking in my head, what, what about Arnold Schwarzenegger or Nicole yeah. Scherzinger or something like that? Like these guys have really complex names and why can't I have my mm. own name? Mm. And prior to this actually happening, I was all about being authentic to myself. Yeah. Um, so I thought, oh, they want me to change my name. And then luckily enough, I ended up with Carlo Lopez just because Tito Polita's husband, uh, Carlos Lopez, Tito Carlos, um, I thought at least this is a name that I I relate to because it's, uh, mm-hmm. I basically, they ended up becoming my, like my family in the Philippines, mm-hmm. Tito Polita, Tito funny. Carlos. Um, so yeah, uh, they changed my name to Carlo Lopez and I was at least okay with that. But then it also, st- another step was like, oh, um, you're in your med- mid twenties now. Um, why don't we do- deduct a few years off you? <laughs> you know, oh, make so me younger. Really. Okay. Um, oh wow. Manufacture you. Make me younger. Yeah. Mm. Um, luckily, with the Asians, you know, we don't age, we don't look. <laughs> Asian don't uh, raise older. <laughs> um, How many years did they deduct? I think. Uh, That's I, crazy. I think they were originally trying about four. Mm. And I tried to negotiate down to two. <laughs> Negotiate is hilarious. <laughs> Negotiating I, your age? That's crazy. Wow. And I, I guess it makes sense from a business point of view trying to, um, if you think about artists having a shelf life. If that's, this is the other thing about what I learned mm. about being in a music business. Major. Mm-hmm. That yeah. I had to realize it was also a business. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh. Uh, it made sense then that I had to be younger for the for a better shelf life in most cases because if you're going to try and start later and you're a bit older, then the CDs or the music or the whatever entertainment might not sell to the people that they're targeting it to. Right. So it's the, it's a business. That's the business side of things. Mm. So I had made a lot of compromises and all these co- little compromises kind of over time put me to the all time low the opposite of right. it at uh-huh. the time so like not that it wasn't like i was down in the oh i felt like i was down in the dumps at the at the time mm-hmm. mm. so i had done these more tours my album was out i had gotten all right all right success and things like that i was in some charts on radio and things like that mm-hmm. I was doing guestings yeah it's amazing mm. yeah at the same time it's like uh I'm, I've compromised little parts of myself. Your identity. I'm doing I'm ident- I, who, I, who I think I am yeah. or who I believe to be. Um, I'm doing music that is it's it's great that I can do, but then for some reason it didn't feel it still didn't feel that authentic as well for me. Yeah. Um, maybe because it's, it wasn't my own music, but I tried to make it my own music by doing my own versions of things. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, there was something a little bit superficial about it, and that versus how I where I came from going into it, where I was just genuinely being me and for going the music. in the flow, and yeah. just for the music, and then going into there and then having putting these rules and what do's and do don'ts and things like that, it kind of changed my mentality, and then. The dangerous thing about that is when you get too caught up in your ego about what you have to do and what you can't do, that's where it's it can be very. Um, it's quite restrictive, right? You don't you feel like you're not. It's it, it's yeah, it's restrictive, and at the same time, it's where I I feel like people um, struggle with themselves, right? If mm. so to speak, mm. when then mm. when you start living in your own ego. Mm. Um, and that's where I started to live. Not that I was like thinking that I was the best or anything. It was just all this confusion going on in my head about what I should be doing, what this person's going to think about it if I do this. Yeah. Um, so it was that confusion going on in my head about what I needed to do, or what I should be doing. Mm. Um, so the shoulds or shouldn't do versus I'm going to just do this anyway because it's who I am. Mm -hmm. So thinking about shoulds and shouldn'ts. Mm. And then also um at the time mm. as much as it was amazing i wasn't really earning any money so okay. <laughs> it was a it was an, it's a tough experience wow. so i needed to have some sort of support <coughs> and then there was a transition of and that's where i guess where it felt like i was down in the dumps because there was the transition of going from these highs and feeling like a celebrity and things like that yeah. to hey wait a minute where am i going just in case things don't work out mm. Where, how am I going to take handle my finances? How am I going to support yeah. the family in the future and things like that? Yeah. And then how am I going to even live mm. in the next decade? Yeah. Things like that. So that this is the all the mind chatter that was going on that I didn't really have before going into it. If yeah. you can see the contrast there, and then that on top of people telling me what I needed to do wow. is just it put Sucks me into a life place idea. where mm. I no longer knew who I was again. Yeah. And mm. it's crazy to go from really being in my element, knowing who I was, mm. to yeah. just being lost again. Yeah, mm. it felt so. like it felt like that being signed. It was like you lost your creativity and your control over the identity. Everything. Thus, yeah. it just felt it just <coughs> felt like it. You've it, like everyone else could experience. It just felt like a job. It just felt like. Mm -hmm. You know, you ha you have no control. This is not you don't feel the the satisfaction that you felt when you were like making your stuff that you want to do, and perf showcasing yourself the way that you want to showcase. Instead, it just felt like a job. But the difference job. is that it was playing with your identity, mm. and that caused a down downward spiral in in who you are, which is really tough to go through because like that's the that's that's who you are that's who you kept that's your thumbnail or your thumb fingerprint to mm. the world and that that's been manipulated been and manipulated. like Change. played around yeah. and try to fabricate <coughs> it and stuff but going through all that and um did you begin to build yourself up again yeah i, I did try like I, I did try um going back into doing some youtube videos and things like that at the time um, so I started to create some YouTube videos again at the time. Can I um, can I ask a question about when you were creating stuff for YouTube, were people telling you what uh, what to do and what not to do for YouTube as well? Oh yeah, and sorry, that that's a good point. Like yeah. YouTube, at the time when I was when I finally first got signed, I feel like 
um, well, there's never a right timing for anything, but it, I came into the, I got signed at a time in the music industry where they actually admittedly <laughs> said they don't know what they're doing. Right. Mm. So in terms of marketing, they knew that there was potential at the time in YouTube, but they didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So they didn't even have their proper YouTube channels yet at the time. Oh, wow. Um, and so just having like you guys were already doing like awesome stuff at the time already. Mm. And um, the Philippines is always a little bit behind in things like that. Um, But otherwise, yeah, the music, um, I got told by one of the like higher ups in Viva, we had a good conversation that she actually uh, admittedly said that they don't really know what they're doing at the time. And I still feel like- Would you say- Yeah. Sorry. Now, would you say like um, it's interesting you bring up that point because back then YouTube early days it was people didn't really know its power or potential. So that was the come up of when the big YouTubers came. Would you say there was a somewhat one? Maybe they were saying we don't know what to do with it. But would you say two? Because being signed back then was a big deal. These days, getting signed, some people would even steer away from it because of like yeah. your story is so familiar. You know, you get that signed your success you you perceive success with getting signed and then you see artists going back to being independent with the same burnout story they they didn't feel like themselves <laughs> it's yeah. messed up but would you say like you were signed so early that back then um i felt like labels looked down on youtube like you're just a youtube rapper we don't want affiliation with youtube because it felt like youtube was the amateur place to be whereas like being signed's another pedestal like no we've got our own networks and distribution this is how the music industry works would you say there was that kind of attitude when you, in, in your i guess in the in the corporate sense yeah um, um I'm, I'm sure yeah at, at maybe the time when i actually got signed and probably just before i got signed there would have been massive skepticism going around mm. what yeah. the going moving into youtube right but as during the years, because I was a fight signed to a five-year contract, uh, maybe right. about halfway through, they started to realize the traction of YouTube and its power. Mm. Um, they did <laughs> sign up a couple of artists via YouTube as well, some of the Filipino artists um, that were they were kind of just seeing, uh, scouting through the YouTube. Um, so yeah. they did start to realize the power of YouTube, uh, the YouTube and that's where they did try, um, they still have their channel now, and they created their own channel. Um, uh-huh. So it was just like in that real transitional phase. And I feel like if I could ever go back to the time, I probably would have preferred to have been doing what you guys were doing as well and just being consistent about making videos. Mm. Um, Cause yeah. it feels like n- knowing what, like uh, how things have progressed in hindsight, it seems like YouTube um, at the time, if I was consistent and that's what I've su- mm. like, I've been terrible at uh, these, these, in my life just by being consistent with things if it was consistently out there and just hustling through there yeah. that would have been a good way to focus my attention yeah but you know mm-hmm. it's something that i can only say in hindsight it's not they, yeah, like they, i knew at the time they, yeah they do it, it is that that phrase like hindsight is twi- hindsight is 2020 and also like the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago <laughs> yeah versus and, 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 and also the best time to plant the trees is today like whenever you can so i think it's um it's it is tough to come back from something and and realize oh yeah i should have done this i should have done that Mm. but i think the good thing is that you've come 
away from that experience knowing like you, you've yeah. got lessons that you've learned from that and mm. you're like okay well now i know that consistency i know that yeah this 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 thing works and now i know that this is what i want for my life and this is <coughs> what i um you know really want to kind of achieve um I, I wanted to make a comment based on um the whole like filipino music industry mm. well, I, don't, I don't know if this is a uh reflection of the music industry as a whole and i and i get that there's that business side of things um whenever there was when i did when we were doing the competitions mm. a lot of the what they wanted to hear were the the ballads mm. Mm. like yep. i was never i was never that kind of singer so i'm like i don't know what to sing i have no idea mm. what i'm singing um you know i w- i would i always wanted to sing something like john mayer or some, some, mm. something like some sweet soft r&b and they always wanted to hear me belt out something and I couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was guesting at concerts or something, they're like, hey, can you sing like, you know, something, some some power ballads. Okay. I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, I can't really. They're like, oh, can you sing this, this, this? And they'd, t- they'd just name all these power ballads. And I'm like, um, I'm not that Sorry, type of man. singer. Um, I, I found that it was very kind of pigeonholing. Mm-hmm. Like when, when it came to... Oh, well, my experience coming up was a lot of in the, like, I, I experienced a lot of um, Filipinos, but uh, mostly what that I experienced, that a lot of people were just trying to tell me, like, oh, you should do this. You, mm. you should be in this box. You should yeah. be in this pigeonhole mm. as, as an artist. You should sing these songs. You should try to sing these songs. And if you can't sing these songs, then you're not mm. great. You know what I mean? Um, even when that the Filipino foods thing blew up, right? Yeah, I didn't want to be the Filipino foods guy. <laughs> yeah. But then everyone was like, hey, you're the Filipino foods guy. Yeah. Make another one. Make another funny thing. Make another Filipino foods. Like, I was actually waiting for your Jollibee one. <laughs> I saw it. Like, oh, it's got Jollibee coming up. <laughs> I, I, did, I, did, I did release uh, like a little thing, but it wasn't as, it wasn't as um, prolific as the as the the filipino foods one and i just didn't want to be pigeonholed in that that kind of thing like i I, you're the you're the you're the filipino foods guy you're the comedy guy you're the guy that only makes fun of music um did you get a was that a similar i feel like that is that that's like a a similar vibe to the experience that you had when you were over there yeah Yeah, absolutely i mean it's very similar and um what i also wanted to touch on that same point um, I think for everyone as well, is that, and then even my personal journey realizing, um, and I'll just quickly mention um, the reason why I've only just realized this is because of Nats's post the other day. Is that what's up? Oh, exactly. I was just doing it at a point. At a point, sorry. I was trying to make it seamless, but you know, <laughs> it, 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 it shuts <laughs> off every 30 minutes. <laughs> I felt bad. I just tapped him on the leg. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Go check. We need a we need a hire a producer that can just do this shit like that's not in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah. Got another beer? Uh, I gotta drive. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so I guess uh, one more. <laughs> Sorry, man. You were saying um, we were talking about the parallel. Oh, wait, edit point back um, in. Bang. <coughs> Count it back in. Edit point back. Reads. Oh yeah. So going back to actually the whole idea of being pigeonholed, yeah. it has to do with people telling you what they want, right? Mm. So that was kind of what they the 
being signed to a label they think or they have a, it's a business so they basically want to manufacture what they know works mm-hmm. and that's why yeah. absolutely they want to pigeonhole unless they're going to try and be innovative they're going to try and pigeonhole you into something that they know that can sell yeah <coughs> so just uh on that same point as just being artists now mm. and this is the kind of journey that i'm trying to i've only just discovered and um the reason why i've just discovered it is maybe just little bits of synchronicities but it's also because of um the post that Matt's put up the other day, uh, Damien Keys. Shout out. Yeah. Um, that Shout was out. awesome. Um, I was listening to those YouTube, uh, some of that YouTube stuff and it made me realize again. Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it raw. Uh, it. Just, just for context, what was the post that Nat's posted up for the context of our listeners? Was it the latest one? I'm not sure which one you saw. I can't, because I, I can't remember which one I actually watched. Because as soon as I watched the first one, I kind of watched a f- series of YouTube right. vid- of okay. his videos. So Damien, Damien Keys Damien in general, yep. there's a kind of he's got a lot of good topics going mm. on in there. Mm. Uh, but one thing that comes yeah. to mind about what we're talking about pigeonholing, uh, pigeonholing, and people telling you what to do is that you, I guess. Um, Knowing it's that uh, he he did this like diagram of two circles of like your passion and yeah finances, the sweet spot but and then the sweet spot in the middle but what that also means to me is well about um, it's about your artistry and your market right mm. so if you are a an acoustic singer mm. or a um, depends or a balladeer or whatever yeah need to know who your market is who who are the people that love um, ballad ballads. Who are the people that love acoustic music? Who are the people that like R&B music? Who are the people that like rap, rap music? Rap music. Who are the... Li- like? And then that's where I think Matt's worked out in the first place uh, when he did his first track. That's the Pinoy rapper. It was such a niche oh, yeah. market. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm reaching out to the, the rap... The, the Yeah, accidental, but it worked. And accidental, you've always been but really it worked. Business-minded. Yeah. But like he, he tapped into a, a niche at market, the time. Yeah. Um, and it was a market that was looking for that. So mm. even though there were people, um, w- what I can say about what you were t- experiencing is mm. even though there, were, there was a community of people that were asking for you for the for these big power ballads, maybe you were performing to the wrong people. Yeah. And that's, that's it. And then Damien yeah. also mentions about, um, it, the, and this is what a lot of us get confused as well, is that we have this idea of wanting to reach it's all about reach, about getting to the the millions and or the whatever. Yeah. Even though I mentioned yeah. I want to have, be able to perform for like hundreds of thousands, but yeah. it's he talks about no, it's not really just about the reach. It's about hitting the right people. There's yeah. no point about putting your music out uh, to a hundred thousand of people if they're all. Yeah. Imagine if they're all they love all, all of them just love metal. These are hundred thousand people that live in a certain community. And all they love is metal, and then you're trying to pitch them yeah. your music. Mm. It's like, what's I, the point of trying to reach out to them? Because they're not going to even try and listen I, to you. I music. do have some metal tracks, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Versus, hey, I think, yeah. Hey, to add on to that, Carlo, yeah, it's, it's, um, I think his main message um, altogether is really about building your, um, your audience, uh, building your own fan. As in, yes. like, invest mm. in your fan base. And that's yes. what I loved about it so yes. much. Because yeah. he says, like, what's the point if, of exposing yourself to a million viewers? And probably majority won't even care. But if you, like, really pour everything and really 
take care of your 10 followers. It could be yeah. one, it could be 10. Mm -hmm. Those guys will ride or die for you. They will preach your shit like mm -hmm. it's their own. And there was a quote that he said, that last video I sent, it's like, people don't share your message for you. They share it for themselves. Mm -hmm. So if someone believes, for example, just if this podcast, if they're willing to share our podcast as an example, they're not doing it for Nats, Raf and Don and Carlo as a guest. They're doing it because something fucking hit them and they're like, I'm inspired as fuck mm -hmm. and I want to share it. And it's the same thing yeah. that went, when I, when I listened to this Damien Keys guy, I don't know the dude, but I love everything he does. I promoted his shit purely because I believe in what he's saying and, I, and it's reached Carlo now. Like this, this is the, mag the magic of it. Like I'm seeing it happen before me. And when I posted it, the dude's got 20,000 followers. He took the time to mess, to like it and message thank you to me. And me as a wow. fan, like that, is massive i was like stoked no one else has seen the post but for me i was like that fucking hit me i was like this is dope man and it's really inspiring me right now yeah so you can see it going full circle That's... in just so many different ways now <laughs> with even just carlo bringing it up it's like it's yeah. just proving the point even more so you know what i mean i don't i, I, I don't know if you that in i don't know if you're recording video and i don't know for our listeners if you if they can see they can hear it in your voice but nats is nathan is so hyped right now just talking about it you yeah. can just hear how passionate he is about that um and yeah and dude i, I want to take the time to um shout out to all of our listeners to all of the people that you know have been following us have been listening to us have been watching us thank you so much for supporting us <coughs> and i hope that the stuff that we bring and like you know the, the stories that we share with you um and the stories of our guests that we share with you uh, bring value to you guys so um yeah. thank you shout outs to you guys um and i hope that yeah, we can continue to do this. Only the the core fan base of the cheat coders and showing their love for us will yeah. make me cry. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an emotional guy. They're like if, if that happens, man, I'm gonna cry. The cheat coders family, the cheat coders yeah, cartel. The cartel, man. The family. Um, and the also, family. I just wanted to point out: Have you ever, um, so Carlo, have you ever considered that Nats Blazing? is actually your guardian angel. It just seems like every every story or every moment in your life, Nats has just wiggled himself in and inspired you. Let me, let me change the angle of my video. Look at me, I'm, I'm from above right now. I think, I, think, I think it's really poetic that it's come full circle that like we, the, the, for, for you and Nathan going, like starting at JMC, and the being inspired is amazing. to start recording. And then now we're back here. You guys are talking about so being inspired mm. and, and learning from and learning from these experiences that you were inspired from in the beginning. I think it's that's really poetic. And I think that's really nice. And mm. that's like the importance of having a a group of like minded people. Absolutely. Because like even though we haven't talked to each other for like a long time. Yeah. We continually oh, inspire like each other to, and push each other and motivate each other to take it yeah. to that next level. Yeah. Wherever yeah. point of our lives we are, yeah. we always have that, you know, when we just, you know, flip our phone and then we just see that there's, this, there's a video that um, Nat shared or like there's a song that Don did or there's a podcast that we did and mm. then just get inspired. Just a continue so cycle continue. of inspiration and then we just continue to grow as mm. humans, which is awesome to see because like people like, with the importance of the internet is just that inspiration just goes through the airwaves and just everyone mm. just gets inspired because people need that. Yeah. If Be people don't have that, then you know what? What else? Is, what else? How can we move on? Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, Absolutely. and the great thing about the amazing thing about you guys, what you guys are doing as well, is is having these open conversations. Like um, me as a guest, I just let everyone know that it's like 
I they they made me feel comfortable uh, in the first place. Even though we're all friends anyway, with a beer. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it, it, nothing rap about style, man. He gets you a bit tipsy, and <laughs> bang, goes in, but <laughs> locks in the day. The, the thing about it is that nothing about this conversation has been scripted in the first place. You didn't give me Absolutely. a set of questions. Be like, these are your questions. Tell me how you answer it. Mm. The beauty about having these open conversations is that you get to go inside. Because as you guys would have seen, or what I don't know what how I looked from the outside. But it's always like when we see people, we always see people from their surface. What they, what do they look like on their Facebook page? Yeah. What do they look like on their Insta, yeah. whatever? Yeah. But these having open conversations like this really gets, um, gets you to go in deeper, mm. and it gives you the insight that these are the, the you get to know the person behind yeah. um, that. Like you guys are real people. You're not just a voice behind uh, <laughs> cheat coders. You're you're real people, and you're having these open conversations. Your guests are real people, and they're having their own experiences. So it really Love shows it. the people that the the li people listening yeah. that they're w we're one and the same. Yeah, yeah. That was like a good Couldn't reference, more, right man. <laughs> <laughs> keep that soundbite. <laughs> Whenever someone says like, "What do you guys do on your podcast?" I'm just gonna replay that soundbite. Yeah, that was perfect. You know, we struggle with it. <laughs> we struggle with that a lot. Thank, hey Carlo, thanks, bro. I'm gonna like get that. Send me that sample rap for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm like, that's it. That's it, man. This is what we're doing, man. Can't believe we needed we, to invite we, Carlo like, to think of our spiel from the start when you started doing your mixtape when you did got, got signed and then when you did your performances here or there when you did YouTube videos when you did this and that yeah. when you started to grow as an artist all of us us three and everyone around our family <laughs> our cheat coders family we were all gunning for you man we were all <laughs> oh, rooting yeah, for you gunning Absolutely, for you man. we're just we wanted you to just take it to the next level okay. because like we have that mentality if one of us make it we all make it mm. you know like yeah, we just man. we just see ourselves in, in, in your in your struggles in your journey and that's why we just like keep you know Keep connected, man. Mm. It's all um, love. You were talking about like that that struggle of um, kind of losing or people dictating your identity. Mm. Um, how did you how did you kind of overcome that, or how did you try to um, make it into a more positive experience for you when you're in it? What it's What did you do for that? It's been tough. I've been yeah. in that. Yeah. It's not like it hasn't. I haven't gone past that yet. Okay. So, um, even coming here today, um, I almost tried to <laughs> delay today's um, um, guesting because I didn't feel ready. I didn't. I. I to talk about the experience. Yeah, I wasn't ready. I didn't feel like I was ready to talk about the experience. Right. I didn't feel like I had any value to bring to our conversation. Mm. Nah, because dude. A lot of it felt. I, there's just a lot of like in a chatter that's still there yeah. it's like oh man you failed it's worthless what are you what are you now it's a right. lot of that kind of inner chatter so right now uh just to give you an idea of how i'm actually trying to get back um the future back on top of things yeah so i'm doing a lot of in work again so i have to i had to go back and do a lot of inner work mm -hmm. um and that's why the little things that uh, there's like the Damien Keys post and just little things. I'm slowly to start starting to find a little universe. bit synchronicities again. Mm -hmm. um, I've gone back into meditations as well. Nice. Um, Dope, man. But yeah, so to I'm doing a lot of inner work and it's yeah. not really over yet. Um, yeah. And I think 
Mm. Yeah, that's good. And I think I think it's always it's never gonna be over when it comes to those sorts of things. Like we're always gonna constantly have to be working on ourselves. Mm. Um, and that's not to say that it won't get better, but it's just we, sh- we, we as human beings will always continually um, create ourselves and continually improve on ourselves. And we, we and I, I think. Um, yeah man thank you for coming on to the podcast i'm not oh, ending the you. podcast by now i'm just just showing appreciation that you like i'm so grateful for, like, we are so grateful for you to come I'm on here and tell you i'm just like in sing the middle it. i'm just feeling, <laughs> just feeling this rap is me last week rap you <laughs> me last week bro. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like the salami right here you know no, but like legit though like we, we are really grateful for you to come on yeah. to this podcast and 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 share your story and even yeah. though parts Can of I add on to that? Um, what what we're hoping for is to share this, like this is for us, for the three of us, because it gives us inspiration. But what we're hoping for is sharing your story will help the creatives out there um, with their journeys as well. Mm. You know, they may be someone out there may be listening to this and thinking, oh, I, I'm I don't know what my ident- identity is in 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 music, and I don't. I'm, I'm trying mm. to sing to these people. People don't like my music. Mm-hmm. And and what you said about, man, maybe you're just singing to the wrong people. It is such a powerful thing because, mm. like, I didn't even think of that back mm. then. I knew that, yeah, I didn't want to maybe sing to the Filipino crowd because all they wanted to hear was this. But having you articulate it as you're singing Absolutely. to the wrong people is so much more powerful. You know what I mean? Mm. So don't, I, I, and I was, I think I was trying to tell you this before the podcast. Don't, don't feel like you don't, add value because your sh- your story has so much strength and power to it yeah um, can i can i add, can i add to that as thanks, well man. like it's crazy because like the guys were saying oh i don't um this is just even like um behind the scenes shit because we obviously have meetings and we've been wanting we've been wanting you on dude we were like let's get carlo <laughs> and obviously i haven't reached out they're 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 local so they're the ones trying to reach you but when they was mentioned carlo might not want to do the podcast yet because he doesn't have anything present relevant right now or you're not doing anything and Essentially, we're pretty much in the same boat in terms of music. Like, I'm not doing anything as well. But the moment, like, I, I, heard, I thought, Carlo, like, what you've done in the past, that's never going to disappear. You've done it, dude. And that value, that experience you've had, no matter what time, it could be five years down the track, could be way later, that this, what you've brought and what you've told your story, a lot of people haven't heard that, especially in our small community even. Like, we knew you coming up, that part where you left us and did chase your dream, like we only knew glimpses. And I think mm-hmm. that information is really valuable, dude. Even for me, like personally, like just hearing that you did that and I'm trying to do that now that I've moved overseas, mm-hmm. hearing that you did that at a young age, it gives me hope. And it's never like looked down on as like, just cause there's nothing happening now. What you've done is like some pretty much legendary shit for at least for our little community as well. So. Just to add on to what Don said, man. Thanks for sharing that, dude. And we really enjoyed. Yeah. I'm not ending the podcast either. I'm not, I, don't know why we, I don't know why we let's end like we're like ending this podcast. The podcast gonna go on forever. We're just gonna keep going into the morning. Like, I, I really don't want to leave. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to stay in this chat. I, want, I wanted no, to talk about his tight pants. You know what I mean? This fucking podcast is really hitting me. This episode, I knew it was gonna do this. I was like, nah, dude. Like. <laughs> this is an inspirational hub. This is how we talked about it. Yeah. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're active now or active then. 
you being here is giving us inspiration and yep. i only hope that we're doing the same for you as well yeah absolutely so thank I just you wanted to leave mm. that you're listening to the cheat coders podcast our guest on this episode is singer and musician carlo it's all about the journey it's all about the lessons that you've learned and um and i guess something that we always ask creatives on the show is um from your experience and even though you are still learning and even though you mm. s- you are still building up um from your experience what is a piece of advice that you would give to someone that is trying to um you know build their build their hustle and try to get into the music and do try to do music full time what 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 it is what um advice would you give to them yeah well i feel like these days i mean you just really need to have consistency and just putting yourself out there mm. make That's the mistakes it. um yes. make as many mistakes as possible and keep going yeah. because uh, and make sure you learn from those mistakes as well mm. sorry. but the more you do that you're actually refining your art um, so even though no matter where you might think you are starting in terms of how good you are mm. no matter where you are you're always going to become the better best version of yourself if you just keep doing something if you just keep putting yourself out there making those mistakes refining getting better getting to know your audience again so like even if you're just refining your own art but then it's if you're only doing it for yourself then you're making it the best version for yourself mm, if you really want to have a music career where or a, uh, an artistic career where people appreciate what you do then you also need to get to know your audience as well yeah. and refine that relationship to build that relationship um, and amazing with the technology these days it makes it so much mm. easier mm-hmm. yeah, um, so utilize sure. that technology but just I, I, I to simplify it because there's so much different types of advice that you can really say and do but i just uh i just said just put yourself out there and keep going make those mistakes refine do it again pick yourself up do it again oh mm. yeah hell yeah Definitely. oh my goodness i just want to ask a Ooh. question Ooh. um Ooh. so when you were at the philippines what was the best food that you ever tasted <laughs> like what, what was like it, it, it's got to be better in the philippines um, you know spit up so my the best I, I don't know if I can say what kind of food, the the best, the really the best. The best, the like, best. like, it was your weapon of choice. <laughs> Man, like, bro. Nats is going around Europe trying to find the best KFC, you know what I mean? Like, like you have this set <laughs> in your mind that, that you need to find that, you like, like ooh, the best lechon or the adobo or the sinigang. I mean, hands down, the best lechon it's is the lechon, from, is from bro. The lechon. Oh, yeah. I actually had a um, really nice lechon, uh, Cebu lechon in, in Manila, <laughs> funnily enough. Really? And when the, this yeah. lechon I had in uh, Cebu itself uh, was a bit salty. So okay. I actually had really good uh, Cebu lechon in, in Manila, Manila instead of the actual in Cebu itself. Um, but I don't know, if you guys have been there lately, you have to try, and this is no plug, but it's uh, chicken makdot. The chicken, the chicken, the fried chicken in uh, Macca's now is so much. No way. Uh, I think it's leveled it up, itself up to fried for, chicken. Yeah, Macca's. to be actually for me a little bit surpassing. Jolly oh, Whoa. Whoa. it's controversial. Hey, hot controversial. take. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> hot take. Lining this shit up. Philippines towards Philippines towards. We're taking you down, <laughs> Jolly Bee. <laughs> With that chicken McDo. Oh man. Holy oh, shit. Uh, but definitely gotta try it, man. Um, but there's so much good food. Um, but that was probably the most I'm convenient good stuff that you could have. So that was what you were constantly getting and it never let you down. Yeah, yeah. What is your, <laughs> what's your favorite Filipino food? 
like authentic Filipino food. <laughs> well, so what's no. a fake one? I, I gotta, I gotta. I mean, like jo- Jollibee is like <laughs> oh, okay. takeout, but I'm talking about like sinigang, talking about adobo. Talking about um, let's see, this authentic foods. Um, <laughs> hey, you just opened <laughs> a new conversation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, can't get away from it. But we will. We'll, oh, we'll stray I, away from that <laughs> conversation. All right, cool. There's, uh, I love the street food as well. Um, not mm. that it's the my best, my most favorite, but I love the um, isaw as well. I think it's isaw, which is like the fried mm. uh, barbecue innards. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. baga, which is lungs. That's yeah. that, oh, t- that and uh, that. squid. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Street food is pretty good. Nice. Oh man, this is a great way to end the podcast. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> just to get the food <laughs> happening. <laughs> Could we get a really could, we get a, could we get a Filipino foods remix featuring Ooh. Kala? Ooh. <laughs> featuring, <laughs> the, featuring the four featuring of us. Featuring Kala, four of us. Damn. Me and Raph will drop the raps. <laughs> <laughs> drop the raps. <laughs> drop the raps. <laughs> We're outdated as fuck, bro. <laughs> That's some crazy shit. Okay, drop man. Thank up. you once again for joining the Thanks, podcast. Mm. Thank you. Man, Thank you for having I, me. I didn't know how deep we we're gonna go because, yeah. <laughs> like, I just I know I know Carlo as a wild performer and is out there, and then we went real deep. Like that was surprising. <laughs> and that was unexpected. That was great. Dope. And um, so thanks again for sharing the story. It's in, that was really inspirational, and we 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 all appreciate as um, yeah. co-hosts, as listeners, as everything that as people that know you as for mm-hmm. you. Um, so we are gonna go to the part of the show where we call the cheat code stash, where each of us um, just nominate a song that we like. And we just put it on a playlist on Spotify. Just search the Chico to stash. We always forget to tell the guests this, so you're gonna have to look for a song. <laughs> I was gonna ask you as well, like like you were t- you were talking about your inspirations. What is what are you listening to right now? What are you inspired by? Oh Usher, man, eighty-seven oh one. So I'm listening to stuff that um, it's, w- it's weird kind of stuff. So I'm listening to classical music to get my brain. On in tune mm. and uh, Was, did you always do that? Did you always do that, nah. or is this a new thing? Like it, it's a semi new. It's, it's in your thirties thing, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. in the last two years. Sipping his tea. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think it makes me feel smarter. <laughs> yeah, it does. So classical music, but then uh, for workouts, go back to working out. Hey, um, you, you used to be like full. I used to be. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, if you can see the video, he's a pretty stocky dude right here. Yeah, I think it's. It's a singer thing, eh? An R&B singer thing, just getting all chiseled and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like chiseled. I'm like in between manpower right now. Some crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Rappers are just like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. We just <laughs> we just <laughs> some chopped fried chicken and shit. <laughs> but my like, dad boy. But like, um, so let's not uh, let's get into the cheat code stash. Um, Don, what song did you want to Don? Don. All right, so I. I went down like a rabbit hole of, of of music and I was listening to like the latest Car- Katy Perry song and then I went back to one of her most recent albums um, and I found a song. Is it because of Filipino foods? Yeah, I was, gonna, I was thinking that I, that, <laughs> that didn't even come to mind. That actually didn't come to mind, but that's, wow. No, her, her latest... Full circle. <laughs> her latest song is pretty cool. It was written by some Australians. Um, Shoutouts. Uh, I, the the name escapes me right now, but I went to listen to her album called Witness, and I found a really Ooh, interesting song a called Power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the first song is like that. Um, <laughs> the the one of the songs is called Power, and it's a um, kind of R and B, 
but also dubstep vibe. And I'll, I'll, oh, I'll play it for you guys. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> love me a bit of dubstep. <laughs> this is Power by Katy Perry. Feel the power, guys. Mm, that power, though. Ooh. No, oh! No, oh, oh, oh. Hey. It's got a sample that I don't know what it is yet. (laughs) 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 And it's got those like two five one chords in it. What's a two five one chord? Yeah, what's that, bro? That's technical too. That's too technical for me. This part. Um, oh, was that it? Shout outs. Shout outs. It's a it's a certain chord progression that they use in army music. Oh, okay. Um, learning something every day. <laughs> so the cheat code is bad. Hey. Oh, that's dope. You can hear like that saxophone in there. Dope. This part. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. It comes in through parts of it. Oh, I wouldn't have known. <laughs> it's like, that's a 251 over there. Hey, hey, what is that? That is Power by Katy Perry. That's so I was just laughing in between because Nats was combing his hair. <laughs> I felt the vibe. The vibe is right. The vibe You guys were talking about how he looks lately. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about, of, uh, you know the Incredibles? Yeah, yeah. You know the... <laughs> You know the villain? <laughs> <laughs> That's what your hair looks like, bro. Like, yes. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, yeah, the villain. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know everyone, you, I know if you know, you know. I know you know. You know, you know. You know, you know. Okay, Nathan Blazing, combing your hair, doing your thing. Yep. Yep, what song yep, did yep. you want to nominate in the Chico to Stash? Um, this, I'm going through a bit of a teenage girl pop phase. Have you, have you guys heard of Billie Eilish? Billie Eilish? Yeah. Anyway, anyway, like her adver- advertisements of her album were all around London for a while. And I was like, what is this? I thought it was a horror film or something. Then my, my cousins actually that live here, they, they showed me some tracks. I'm like, what's this? Sounds pretty good. It's very dark, very new age, whatever. It- but um, yeah, I'm a fan. I've been bumping her album. It's very pop. So I apologize in advance, but I think it's really good. Um, I think her brother produces everything. So yeah. this is um, Billy... El, El, I don't know how to say it. So Elish, I bury a friend. It jeez me up. This track's good. Billy Eilish. Oh, is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I'm combing my hair because you know. This reminds me of a um, Kanye West song. Yeah, but all the tracks are all different. Yeah. I wonder if the rest of us are gonna go pop this this episode. Rap's gonna go Madonna, I already know it. He was like dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the story afterwards. Yeah, we'll talk about that after. The rest of the audience already knows. Oh, I'm lagging. I can't even hear you. I wanna end me. Oh no. Connection lost.
And that was Bury a Friend by Billie Eilish. Sweet. So, Carlo, Carlo World, <laughs> what song did you want to play on the Cheat Coder Stash? Well, so, I wasn't actually ready for this one. No one is ever ready. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't ready. But what I'm going to play is just a random song from my uh, workout tracks. Hey. Um, so, I've been listening to this uh, playlist. is actually from a Glitch Hop uh, playlist. So hopefully we get a good one. Are you on Spotify? Is that the same one that I? I think it's the same one that I listened to. Maybe, maybe. Uh, if it is, do you know a song from this? Maybe. Maybe. Let me hear it. Uh, man, let's see. I don't even know what this is. Just gonna play it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Don didn't ma made a mistake doing this. <laughs> What's this song called? Uh, this is uh, Hold Your Breath. By who? Oh shit. I pressed it again. <coughs> uh, Keswick and Proto Hype. Yes. Sounds good. I like it. I can definitely hear this as my, um, as, as like some workout music. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here we go. Here we go. This <laughs> <laughs> is crazy shit, bro. Oh, I like it. I like it. Hey. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. 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 Let's go again. Hey. Mm. Oh, oh shit. No. Oh. Just when you thought it was over. Good night. Just for another drop. <laughs> the broken washing machine effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like it. Hey, nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. So, what well, that was? And that was? That was uh, Hold Your Breath by Keswick, I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Nice, nice, nice. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go slow because I always do. <laughs> <laughs> I have no. T I don't uh, I like a prayer by Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I, did, um, I did like a virgin before. I, 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 I forgot which one I did. But um, I I'm think gonna it was play like Trust Myself by TRA and Gallant. You want to shower, you know. Mm. <laughs> 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 I like this. Uh, oh, that run. myself when I can't trust another person. Mm. How can I trust someone else when I can't trust myself? Ooh, That's deep, I bro. feel. You know? That hits. 
Oh man, just hit you, man. And you're you're in the they shower hit. and you know <laughs> you just gotta cry because like you'll hide your tears. You know? uh, what song was that again? All right, that was "Trust Myself" by Tia Ray featuring Gallant. Nice. All right, so you can find those so, songs so on the Cheat Coders stash. So satisfying. You go to Spotify and search Cheat Coders stash. Hey. The Cheat Coders stash. You'll Thank find you it once there. again to the one and right. only. Carlo World <laughs> for joining us. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah. No worries, Shout man. Outs. Always a pleasure. You should come back on another time. Where, where um, can people find you on the socials? Yeah, where can they find you? Oh, so that was the question. <laughs> at the moment, I'm not really active, but, you yeah. know. Um, can people just, just see uh, you walking about? <laughs> <laughs> Carlo World is the stuff that I used, uh, I was doing. Uh, that was my brand. So mm. that's all across all social media. Yeah. Um, but if you want to find my all, my stuff that I was doing uh, with Viva Records, that's under Carlo Lopez. Uh, so that's also on Spotify and other stuff like that. Oh, sick. Sweet. Nice. And you have a self-titled album. Yep. On on Spotify. Self-titled album. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. Did you want to plug, plug anything before we leave? Uh. No. <laughs> 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 I don't have anything to plug. Check out. Check out <laughs> Carlos' <laughs> self-titled album, Carlo Lopez, on Spotify. There are seven songs on there. Nat, you want yeah, to plug sweet. anything? Yeah, just the huge. Um, Nathan Blazin, all socials. Still thinking if I should go back to Nats. Go That's back to Nats. You keep thinking. You, when I you mean, keep thinking about it, you just got to do it. Nats man. is so natural. Hey. hey. I know. Like, hey. Nats <laughs> is so natural. See? Natural Blazing so. coming it's soon. I mean, <laughs> I think I mean it's you've leaning got... towards it. Yeah. We still have a meeting. We'll, we'll discuss, boys. But it's, yeah. And I there. and I already changed I already changed the tagline in the in the previous episode is is a cheat coders podcast featuring Nathan Raff and Don. That's Raff. Damn, and Don, you, you might have to change it back. I'm gonna change it back because <laughs> he's going back. Change it back. Back in time. We're gonna have to like Way dub back. every episode that we've done for all my plugs. Here we have Nats. Hey, so Don, is there anything that you want to plug? Uh, uh, just the usual as well. Check me out on dondoingstuff.online. That's dondoingstuff.online. Online. Hey, you have a website. Uh, yeah, I'm you can check out my website. You, you, you have a website, bro. You'll have a link son, to... I've got to get on that. You'll have a link to all name, of my socials on there. Nice. So check out him at dondoingstuff.online. Check me out at rafflores.com. What's your website, Nats? Nah? All right. It's so. a... <laughs> 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 rafflores.com. a little bit of shade. It's a bit sunny here because my future's bright, so throw a bit of shade <laughs> over here. Um, so... <laughs> Rafflores.com. If you have any video inquiries or if you require my video services, podcast services, or even photography services, mm-hmm. you can inquire at oh, info at extra <laughs> info at Man, where, where's this color coming from? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this has been another episode of the Cheat Coders. Cheat Coders.